When I was growing up, I often watched the cartoon SpongeBob. That was a show that I liked. It was around the time, well, it came out around the time I was, I think, two or something. And so I really grew up watching it for at least the first several years the show was on. And there's a scene in one of the earlier seasons, um, I don't know the exact name of the episode, but it's the episode where the character Sandy is introduced, that's the squirrel that lives underwater and has the oxygen helmet. Anywho, she invites Spongebob over to her place for, I think, a lunch date or something, and Spongebob doesn't really understand the fact that she's a mammal, that she needs oxygen, so Spongebob agrees to go over there. And he enters her home and realizes, wait a minute, this is a glass dome, there's no water in here, it's just oxygen, and I'm suffocating. And he tried to play it off because he wanted to, well, really impress Sandy. And so she's like, do you need ox? Uh, do you need water? And he was just like, I don't need it, you know, I don't need it. Maybe some of you have seen the meme. Well, later on, he sits down and he's just really begging for water. For lack of better terms, he's like suffocating without water and so they sit down at this table and Sandy says she'll be right back she's gonna go get something out of the oven I believe and there Spongebob sits at the table and he's staring at the vase that Sandy has because he had brought her flowers and she had put the flowers and water in the vase and Spongebob was sitting there at the table staring at the water in the vase and he kept saying I don't need it I don't need it I don't need it. I definitely don't need it. I don't need it. And he was just staring at the water, watching the condensation pull down the vase. And he just kept his heart and mind focused on the fact that he doesn't need the water. He was thinking about it and thinking about it. And eventually he screams, I need it. He caves and he jumps on the table, grabs the vase, tilts it back and chugs the water. And then he panics and tries to get out of there needing more water. And so... What does this have anything to do with our faith in Jesus? Well, Paul writes in Galatians, uh, in Galatians chapter 5, Paul writes, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. What does that have to do with Spongebob needing water? Was it a sin that Spongebob needed water? Well, no. And Paul's not telling us that if we walk by the Spirit, then we'll never have to drink water and eat food ever again. What he's stating simply is, and there's other places in Scripture where this is stated, but he's stating that if we keep our hearts focused on the things of the Spirit, righteousness and so on, things that are pleasing to God, well, then we won't gratify the desires of the flesh. What did Spongebob do wrong? Well, he was tempted. He needed water. Obviously, it was for survival, but for the sake of sin, let's look at it for sin. Let's say water was that sinful activity or thought that Spongebob struggled with, and he wanted to stop it. He didn't want to indulge in that behavior anymore or that substance or whatever the sin of choice may be for you, but Spongebob did not want to do it anymore. But instead of, you know, turning away and running from it, he sat there, and his whole new life in Sandy's house, he was just thinking about water. He missed it. He longed for it. He couldn't live without it. He needed water. He missed the sweet taste of cold water in his body, and he just kept thinking about it, staring at it. It was just immersed 
and he was immersed in thought over how great water was. And what did that lead him to do? It led him to not only cave and indulge in the water that was in front of him, but it led him to panic and run out of Sandy's house, or at least try to run out of Sandy's house, begging for more water. He was just going for it, and just wanting to be immersed in all the water he could get his hands on. And likewise, I think we do that with sin. We say, okay, you know, I've been struggling with this sin. I'm not going to do it anymore. And that's great. But after that revelation or that confession of repentance, we spend our whole day or time just thinking about, you know, don't do that sin. I'm not going to do it anymore. It's bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I definitely don't need it. All the while, while we're telling ourselves we don't need it, we forget the fact that it's all we're thinking about. Even though all of our thoughts are against it, telling us we don't need it or we shouldn't do it, little do we know that still immersing our thoughts in that sinful activity. Let me put this into more of a, I guess, practical approach. Let's say you struggle with the sin of pornography. That's something you've struggled with, you know, going on those inappropriate sites, watching those videos, looking at pictures, whatever the case may be. And so you know it's wrong and you decide to repent. And so you spend the whole day saying, don't go on those sites, don't look at those videos, don't look at them, don't watch the videos, don't look at the pictures, don't go to those sites, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Little do you know, you've just spent the whole day thinking about it. And so you're more likely to cave to it because it's on your mind. It's immersed in your thoughts. And if it's immersed... If your thoughts are immersed in it, well, you're going to end up gratifying that desire because, well, you're not going to be able to move on from it if it's the only thing on your mind. And so that's what Paul is telling us in Galatians is when we repent of our sins, we need to stay focused on the things of the Spirit. We need to not only stop the behavior, but we need to change our thoughts. A lot of times we stay focused on that sin after we stop because we feel guilty and we really don't want to do it again, and so it's on our thoughts, though. But when we confess our sin to the Lord, he is just and merciful to forgive us our sins. And after we confess it in prayer, we need to stop thinking about it and move on and stay focused on the things of the Spirit. A lot of times we empty our hands, but we don't fill it with righteousness. We empty our minds from evil, but we don't fill it with holy things. We just simply empty our minds. And when our minds are empty, they're allowed to wander back to sin. Idle hands are the devil's workshop, as somebody once told me. And so it's not only just a matter of stopping our sinful behavior and our sinful thoughts, but we need to replace those behaviors and those thoughts with righteousness. So instead of staying focused on the things of the flesh, we need to stop the activity and then refocus our thoughts and activities on the things of the Spirit. So instead of thinking about, for example, the sin of pornography again, instead of thinking about that, think about reading the Word or spreading the Gospel or whatever the case may be, the righteous behavior and thoughts that we should have. Focus on the importance of heaven and so on and so forth. Because if in order to have true repentance, you know, Christ tells us that sinful behaviors come from the heart. James tells us that uh, sin is something that we think of, and then we uh, continue to plot it in our minds, and then eventually it gives birth to sin, and we've committed our act. The point is we have to start with the heart. Simply stopping a behavior doesn't really stop it if it's still in our mind. If it's in our heart and in our mind, we're going to perform that activity. And so like SpongeBob... We 
need to stop <laughs> drinking the water, for lack of better terms, but we also need to stop thinking about it, because uh, even though SpongeBob stopped drinking it temporarily, he continued to think about it, and stare at it, and long for it. His heart wanted it, every ounce of him wanted it, and eventually, and very soon, he jumped back into it and went all out. And so, likewise, he should have not only stopped the behavior, but also stopped thinking about it, thought about different things. He was in Sandy's house, and so he should have thought about his day with Sandy, think about the meal they're about to eat, think about the laughter they're about to have, whatever the case may be. And so, likewise, not only are we to stop our sins, but we're also called in. We live in Christ now. We're in, for lack of a better term, Sandy's house. We're in Christ's house now. And so not only do we need to stop doing our sinful behavior, but we should focus our minds on the things of being in Christ's house, the things of being in Christ, the things of being in the kingdom of God, or else our minds are going to long for the water, for lack of better terms. If we don't focus the things, our minds on the things of the Spirit, our mind's going to eventually wander back to the things of the flesh, and we're going to miss the days of yesterday when we used to taste the sweet taste of that sinful behavior that we longed for. And so, and I invite us today to not only stop our actions, but change our hearts and minds and focus our hearts and minds on righteous things. Now, this is something I struggle with, too. I think, obviously, we all struggle with it. That's why we sin and mess up. And that's something I need to do, too. I've been bad about this lately, too. I may not be doing a sinful behavior, may or may, or may not be, but the fact is my heart hasn't been focused on the things of the Spirit like, the always sh like it should be. And so whether I don't sin today or don't sin tomorrow, if my heart and mind is not focused on the things of the Spirit, I eventually will cave. And that's why we all cave, because... We don't always succeed at keeping our hearts focused on the things of the Spirit. And the moment we stop thinking of the things of the Spirit and the things of the flesh are allowed to creep into our mind, that's when we give birth to sin. You're not thinking about the things of the Spirit. You start thinking about your financial stress at home or whatever the case may be, and there you go. You're panicked and you're into sin or so on. It's not the fact that we should just completely avoid things of this world together in terms of planning like okay i need to make sure i'm mindful of the fact that i gotta work and that i gotta pay my bills and whatnot but the thing is if i'm just immersed in the things of this world and the things of the spirit are barely in my thoughts if at all that's when i sin the things of the spirit need to completely immerse our thoughts that well we may not fall back into sin if you uh, continue to like today's content and all the other content, I invite you to please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app and share the podcast with everyone else. Thank you again for listening.